Sound Worlds. this window I see the sea, its deep royal blue. The Atlantic washes over me from the comfort of this room. Turf fire ablaze, foggy Irish haze, laser beam light piercing through the greys. I am amazed. I once heard a man say, we're all living on an island, for most of this planet is covered in water. We all live on an island. The sea is the norm and land the exception. The sea is my form, the land my inflection. Still day is rare here at the edge of the Atlantic. Most days are a battle with the winds, fierce, forceful, and frantic. Semantics? The rocky seashore holds pools of water when the tide is out, when the tide is low. Small fish, eels, prawns, and crabs hide amongst the seaweeds below. Did you know that most seaweeds are edible? Did you know that seaweed isn't a plant? Seaweeds are deliciously nutritious protists. And that's the end of my seaweed rant. When the tide is in, when the tide is high, that's when most of the fishing is done. From the rocky seashore, lines are flung and the mackerel pulled in one by one. With all the abundance of these shores, you might ask why so many starved in the famine. But you see, the people were forbidden from fishing, a puzzling reality we must examine. 
an Irish friend told me a story of when he was young, digging holes in the back of his yard. He unearthed piles of periwinkle shells, buried to be hidden from those on guard. Just imagine this for a moment, being stuck without anything to eat, sneaking around to gather sustenance, then hiding the evidence under your feet. How lucky I am to roam this landscape and be free to harvest its fruits. With reverence I wander, wonder, and gather. With care I dig up these roots. shore I walk along the hedgerows toward the lush pastures of green. Ancient stone walls zigzag throughout, breaking apart the scene. To this day, the people of Ireland so revere the hawthorn tree. You'll not cut one down out of superstition of what might then happen to thee. Stories abound of the ill-fated ones who dared 
to remove an old hawthorn. In every case, the fairies took revenge. Believe it or not, now you've been warned. But it's not all doom and gloom with the hawthorn, and in most hedgerows it will be found. Along with the blackthorn and, of course, the bramble, the blackberry bramble that inspired my sound. Blackberry, so stubborn and lovely, on a summer's day, all that purple on my face, and when I go to sleep, I dream, dream of blackberry, so twisted and tasty, oh, when I make a pie, or jam, you might ask why, but if you just gave them a try. Why bring focus to the blackberry? A question more than fair. To me, the blackberry is symbolic of an old way that has become quite rare. There was a time when all food came from the wild and people knew all the different plants around. There were no farms or supermarkets, only what in nature could be found. And though we have lost so much of this knowledge, this connection to the wild, the blackberry remains a familiar friend, recognizable to the modern child. Blackberry leads us along to the forest, under the open ceiling of trees, and a floor of crunching leaves and twigs, and glorious mushrooms that bring us to our knees. A playful child in the distance, such a welcome sound in the woods. Nearly all of us climbed trees as kids, and if you haven't yet, you really should. This wood is populated mostly by beech, beech, the type of tree, shimmering silver-brown beech bark as far as the eye can see. The occasional oak dropping acorns and shrubs of holly where small birds perch. Have I become another nature enthusiast? Well, son of a birch. 
birch syrup, made in the same way as with maple, is so divinely sweet, I think it ought to be a staple. Simply drill into the birch trunk early in spring and stick a small tube into the hole. With a container gathering the drops that come out, that liquid then boiled down, becoming the gold. Birch syrup. Outside the forest, through bramble-lined roads, clouds hanging low, merging with the fog. We must bring our boots for this next part of the trip, into the squishy, strange land of the bog. The variety of plant life diminishes severely as we tread out into this barren land, a landscape so common here in Ireland, a landscape mostly brought about by man. For most of this land was once covered with trees, a forested island it was back then. But the boats and furniture of English monarchs took precedence over nature's den. And over the course of thousands of years, the trees were plucked off one by one, leaving more empty, barren land, piece by piece, until they were done. Does a landscape have a memory? Can a landscape mourn the loss of what it once had? Perhaps it is merely my own projection, but as I listen to the wind move through the bog grass, I can't help but wonder if this land is sad.
You've been listening to Local Landscapes in the West of Ireland by Peter Broderick. Up next is the third and final part of our home tapes project, Douglas Dare's Coming Home on Soundworlds. <laughs>